Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, equipping men for growth in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Check out menofiron.org to learn more about how you can get involved in or support the vision of changing a culture one man at a time. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, Chad Zook. Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. This is episode 77, and my name is Chad Zook. I'm the host of the show. In this podcast episode, I talk to Doug Kaufman. Doug is a CPA and financial coach. He talks about how to gain financial clarity, and he also talks about how to have peace of mind when it comes to our finances. We, we also uh, talk about some of the things that keep us from having peace of mind and financial clarity, some of the stumbling blocks that, that maybe we can land in. So Doug gives a very hopeful approach to this, and he also just wants to help people like you and I because this is what he believes in. As a matter of fact, his mission statement is this, is to deliver financial clarity and peace of mind. He is a follower of Jesus. He is also an alum of Men of Iron, so he's gone through the mentoring process. So he he understands what we're trying to do here. He understands the work of Men of Iron. He understands how important finances are, so much so that it's one of our five F's, but he understands the financial piece, so he actually is leveraging all of his life's work right now into helping men and women and small businesses and some creative agencies to have financial clarity and peace of mind. Hopefully you get a lot from this podcast like I did in hosting this podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by menofiron.org. At menofiron.org, you will be able to find all of the resources, the vast array of resources that are available for you as an individual or also as a group, maybe a church leader, maybe just you just have a core group of guys you just want to hang out and maybe help one another to go to the next level. We have all sorts of resources, whether it's curriculum, whether it's Men of Iron Plus, which is our $5 monthly subscription, that's for an individual, and then you'd gain access to all sorts of, of great videos and PDFs to help you excel in life. After all, we exist to change a culture one man at a time. So now I turn it over to my conversation with Doug. And in Everything Men, remember this. Be a mentor. Become a mentor. Be a better man. Today on the show, we have Doug Kaufman. Doug Kaufman is a financial coach and he is a CPA. And it is a pleasure to have you and all of your wisdom and experience on the show today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. You know, we had a conversation about a month ago, and I, I really uh, enjoyed that conversation, and I knew that we were going to be able to tease up a great uh, talk with some great talking points for, uh, for the listening audience today, and just honestly, just a great chat about what you did this weekend, which I thought was great. Uh, just give us, if you would just briefly um, talk about uh, what's your context? Are you married, kids? What's that look like? And, uh, and talk about the treehouse that you and I talked about a couple minutes ago. Yeah, sure. It sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Doug Kaufman from Lancaster, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania here, married uh, to my beautiful wife, Laura, for uh, a little over 11 years now. Uh, we have four kids, three boys and a girl in that order. Uh, five, they're seven, five, three, and the little girl was born in January. So about uh, coming up on six months old here. Um, and uh, we are with, with kids, uh, with boys of that age, we are uh, 
working on a, a treehouse project right now. And I say we, it's, it's my, my dad and I are building most of it uh, with the boys help a little bit in the, in the dreaming uh, world of, of how this treehouse is going to look. So, uh, so I, I am, uh, you know, sitting work behind a keyboard all day. So it's a nice change of pace to get out there and, and uh, pound some lumber together and, and try and try and make something look the way I see it in my head or the way my boys see it in my, in their head. Uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. That sounds like great fun. And, and one of the things we talked about, I thought was kind of comical is, is how your kids are giving input into the treehouse and uh, a refrigerator is one of the things that a demand or an ask that they've had yeah. so far. <laughs> I just want to say good luck with that. We'll see how that works, <laughs> how that really, really plays out. But, you know, that's such an interesting kind of metaphor for what we're going to talk about today, because the treehouse is something that you are building for your kids and something that you uh, can experience with them, certainly, but they're going to experience that more. Uh, just on their own without you more than likely. And when we start talking about finances, I think that there, we need to have a long view of finances, kind of like a long view of that, that tree house of you're building something for them. And I think when it comes to legacy uh, and we start talking about the financial piece, I think that we need to have a long view of money and being responsible with our money. And that's one of the great things that you help people do with your uh, financial coaching practice. So how did you get into, into that market? And uh, is that your heartbeat? And then as a kind of a segue bounce off of that, how does your faith inform that work? Yeah, sure. So uh, the, the way we got into this world is um, uh, re really just feeling like this was an area that, uh, that, that we could serve and that we could, that we could help uh, clients potentially, or, or individuals, families potentially, um, just because we felt like there was a need, you know, the, the statistics, you don't, you don't have to look far at all to, uh, to start seeing some statistics about, uh, you know, half, half of the country only has, you know, has less than a thousand dollars saved and couldn't handle, a uh, you know, a car breakdown or, or, uh, a medical emergency, something like that. And, and the, there's, there's all kinds of, um, information out there about how, we as when I say we as as Americans as a country um, struggle to manage finance as well. We struggle to plan well. There's there's um, you know we we struggle to uh, to control spending, um, and so we saw there was a need. We felt like there was a need to to help people, and um, you know we're the the coach uh, part of it is is a little bit different than a financial advisor in the sense that. Uh, we're really not selling anything as part of our service. When I say selling anything, I mean like a uh, product. We don't, we're not selling life insurance. We're not selling um, you know, financial. We're not selling a 401k plan, anything like that. We're, we're just there saying, hey, what are your goals financially? Here's some, here's some good principles uh, as far as you know, building a solid financial foundation. And, and let's, well, let's work towards these together. Let's have some accountability and some things like that. Uh, so that's, that's why we got into it. We felt like there was a need. We felt like we, we uh, folks on my team, uh, specifically one individual is really passionate about personal finance and said, hey, this is, this is an area we can, we can move towards as a business and, and a service we can provide that, that we think will be valuable. Um, the, way that, the way that faith informs my work, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'd, I'd love to have a great uh, answer to that question. Uh, there, there's some days where I, where I, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm asking that question to myself hmm. uh, more often than not. Um, you know, I think that, uh, I, I think that 
um, some of the ways that it, in, you know, if we're talking specifically finance, the way that it informs my work is simply in giving. I mean, I think that's a, that's a key part of biblical uh, finance is generosity and giving. And, and there's, um, you know, if you want to call it mandated giving, I don't know if that's, a, if that's too strong of a word in, in the tithing concept. And then, and then there's uh, generous giving or, or giving uh, be, beyond that, perhaps, um, so, so certainly that, that plays in, uh, to, to the way I operate and, and, and the way that I think about, try to think about money. I think, uh, I think the other, the other part, uh, and, and this is, you know, in the, in the world that we live in, it, it's, it's almost one of those, uh, pay to play kind of things, I think, but, but, um, just integrity, honesty, a high level of, of trust is required for, anyone we're working with because they're, they're telling us everything. They're telling us all about their finances. In some cases, you know, on our business side of things, we, we have access to everything that that business owner might have. And, and you're uh, also one of their, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a helper, a caretaker of their future. So I'm sure there comes a, a bit of responsibility that you carry there, not only, you know, doing things and maintaining privacy and respect, you know, of all those types of things that, that I think are implicit in that work, but also it's, I'm sure you carry a burden because if somebody comes to you, you're like, you want to help them kind of reach their goals, whatever their goals may be for the future. So it's almost, I'm sure, I mean, if I were in your shoes, I'm not trying to project here, but if I were in your shoes, I, I would feel some responsibility of like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually somebody who's partnering with them to help and be like a caretaker of their future, you know, like a, of the legacy piece of like, we're, you know, uh, helping them get to, again, uh, their dreams, their hopes, whatever their aspirations are. Yeah, that's, that's a huge part of it. And, and having that, taking that responsibility seriously uh, is something that, that I do. I think it's something my team does really well uh, as well. So, you know, the integrity, the honesty, that, that's huge um, in, in the world that we're in. Um, and and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a big part of it. Um, but, but circling back to what I said at the start, you know, the, as far as how faith informs my work, like I said, I'm, I'm still figuring that out myself. Uh, cause, cause there's days where I think about that, you know, I, I think about, Hey, I'm not out there necessarily, I'd call it on the front lines, you know, sharing the gospel every single day. Um, we get opportunities from time to time and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's things that come up. Uh, but that's one of the, that, that's a, that's a, a big challenge for me. I think that's something that, um, probably a lot of men are trying to figure out unless you work in ministry and even then probably trying to figure it out. But unless you work in ministry, it's like, Hey, I'm going to work. And, and it may be a Christian work environment, so to speak, or maybe a secular work environment, but either way, how am I, how am I living out God's purpose through that? Um, and uh, so, yeah, that, that's one I, that's one I struggle with. That's one I'm, I'm constantly wrestling with, Hey God, am I where you want me to be? Am I doing the things that you want me to do? Am I taking advantage of the opportunities you've given me? Am I even asking for, uh, you know, taking it a step further? Am I asking for additional opportunities? Uh, and, and that's what I often come back to. God, give me opportunities to use the gifts you've given me to further your kingdom. It, it comes down to that. And, and, uh, you know, my life, I found when I ask God, he does that. And it's uh, a good word. I, I mean, I think, I think you're dead on, you know, to some degree, I think we all should ask that question of like, you know, how is my faith informing my work today? I mean, and it's a day-to-day decision. It's, it, it really, if you work 
uh, doing what you do. It's going to look a little different. If you had somebody in your office and you're a counselor, it's going to look different. You know, if somebody's a, a, a secular counselor, but yet, you know, a Christian, um, if somebody works at a gas station, right, it's going to look different, but yet there should be a way that our faith informs our work. And I think that even our faith should inform our work even beyond evangelism. I think that even just doing good work glorifies God. This is my conviction. Doing good work glorifies God. So God is glorified by us doing good work, you know, and, uh, and, and I know that you're trying to do some good work and trying to help people. I love your, your mission statement that I saw on your website and your, your, your mission statement says this, that you deliver financial clarity and peace of mind. Why is it the financial clarity? Why? I mean, that's an interesting choice of words and I'm really drawn to it. Why did you choose those words and what problems do you see that pertain to financial clarity? Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. That, that was a, um, uh, that, that was a specific choice. Choose that word for a reason, because I think it has a, a very, uh, uh, it, I think it really encompasses what, what I'm going for is the leader of our organization. I think the, everybody who, uh, works with me kind of thinks the same way. Uh, so, you know, the easiest way I can describe that is the app, the app, the opposite of clarity or lack of clarity. And we often call it a financial fog. And it's just this idea that a lot of people, uh, whether business owners or individuals, feel kind of foggy about their finances. It's, you know, you kind of look at it as a big picture. And, and if, you, if you picture, you know, you're driving through on a, on a foggy morning, it's like, I can see a little bit in front, but I really can't see that much. Um, and it's a little uncomfortable. And it, things might be okay, like we're, you know, we're safe, we're all right, but I just can't see that far out in, in front of me. Um, we want to get rid of that. We want to we lay out that roadmap. And even if, the, even if what you can see doesn't look great, you know, so you lift the fog and it's like, oh man, things, ah, we're in a traffic jam now. We can see the traffic jam. Well, at least we, at least we kind of see what's happening up ahead. We know what's coming. Um, when you have that fog, there's a total unknown there. So our our goal is to help to lift that fog for folks and and to show them what is in the future, to show them where they're at currently and where they might be going if things kind of continue as they are and and then help them to make whatever changes are necessary to change that course a little bit. Uh, you know, if you don't like what you see in the future, well, let's let's figure out ways to uh, to change that. And, um, and then let's have some accountability to make those changes to, to actually uh, see those things through. So what kind of tools would you use? Cause I can imagine it's a matter of, you know, you help them to have financial clarity. Okay. This is, this is the current trajectory of your life and the decisions of your life, financially speaking. And, but also I know that even in seeing that the vision of that, you need tools, you need steps along the way. So what kind of tools do you use and not to, to give away your whole coaching practice, but what kind of tools do you use that would, uh, that would help somebody to kind of get some traction, you know, to kind of see where they want to go and, and help them have some clarity, but yet create movement. So what kind of tools do you use for that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. There's, there's two specific things uh, that I, that I'll, uh, that I'll give here. And I don't know that, uh, you know, when I hear the word tool, I, I think 
software or specific spreadsheet or something like that. And, and <laughs> neither of these are those things. So, hope, so you know, you, you, you cut me off if I'm not answering your question properly here or, or the, what, what you were thinking. But uh, two, two things that I think are really important in, in helping to lift that fog uh, for, for an individual. One is a system to know where your income and expense are coming from and how much mm-hmm. each one is. So that's, that's the, that's baseline stuff, but you, you got to know how much is coming in, how much is going out and where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are tons of apps that help with that, uh, right now. Um, you know, Dave Ramsey has one with his, with his company, I forget what theirs is even called. Uh, mint is a big one. There's free options. You don't have to pay for anything. Uh, personally, my wife and I use mint. Um, and it, it's a great way to just to just have that system, you can connect it to all of your bank and credit card accounts. It tells you where your money is coming from and where it's going. You can run great reports after the fact. It if you're if you're not tracking, if you don't have a way to actually see where your money's coming or going, that's the first step. Just figure out what's happening because you to figure out where you're at now. You're never going to know where you're going if you don't know where you're at now. Where are we at now? Where where are our expenses? Where's our income from? Second thing is uh, and and. The reason I don't have a specific tool there uh, is because everybody works a little bit differently. Um, and, uh, and I think it really is one of those areas where you've got to figure out what's going to work well for you, make it easy, make it something that uh, like any system, it's going to take a little bit of work to maintain it. Um, but you know, if you get set up in, in an app, that's going to work for you in a way to track that it, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't take much time. Uh, you know, it's not something where you're sitting down an hour a week, even maybe 10 minutes a week, uh, just to make sure you're, you're monitoring where things are coming from, where things are going. Second thing is more of a concept, uh, that we often see that's not, uh, not monitored. And it's something that when it is monitored, it can, it can, it can lead to a lot of financial clarity. And that's the overall idea of net worth. Um, so net worth is simply the assets that an individual or a family has minus the liabilities that an individual or a family has. It can be negative if you've got, you know, more liabilities than what you've got assets. Um, Not necessarily a a great situation if it is, Um, but just monitoring that. Uh, And, you know, a a good example of why it's important to monitor that is, is really simple. Uh, Most or a lot of families will own a home or make an investment in a home. So they'll go out and they'll buy a home and take on a mortgage um, and, and they'll be paying off that mortgage and their cash may be staying about the same. You know, they might maybe have that savings account, and, but the cash is staying about the same, but net worth is increasing. Mm-hmm. One, because hopefully the value of the home is increasing, but even if the value of the home is staying the same, you're paying down that debt. So it'll feel like, it can feel like, you know, you go 10 years and you're like, I'm not getting anywhere. I don't have any more money in the bank today than I had 10 years ago. Um, but you're paying down the debt. So the net worth number is actually increasing. It's a great measure to show that things are moving in the right direction, even if your bank account is staying about the same. Um, and the opposite can also be true. Net worth can be going backwards or the wrong direction and you can you cannot know it. So the bank account could be staying about the same or even potentially increasing, but you know, for one reason or another, maybe maybe that net worth, you know, debts going up, credit cards or other other liabilities are increasing, 
have you going backwards without even knowing it, uh, you know, could be a really dangerous situation there. So just looking at that once a month, Hey, where are we at? Um, not necessarily from a standpoint of, you know, we're, we're going to build a, uh, an empire and we're shooting for that, whatever that net worth number is that you might be shooting for, uh, to, you know, not monitoring just, just because of that necessarily, but monitoring it just to see which direction things are moving, where, where is, uh, where are things actually going? So th- those are two big baseline things that, uh, that I, that I really think everybody should be looking at, you know, at least once a month, a little bit of time, especially if you're married, look at it with your spouse. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna keep you on the same page. It's going to give you a ton of clarity that if you're not doing it now, um, I, I promise you'll feel like you have a better, uh, overview or a better picture of your finances. If you, if you're just doing those two things. One of the things I wanted to talk about in regards to that, and you kind of, you didn't really mention it directly, but indirectly you did when you talked about net worth. And, and I think, you know, when, when you talk about net worth, you just basically gave two different kind of aspects when you start to understand your net worth. Either one, you can be encouraged. If somebody feels like, well, man, I don't have any more money in the bank. No, you know, I'm not able to save as much. Maybe they're paying off some debt or, or maybe they just don't have that income stream, you know, wherever they are on their journey. And, and yet, one of the things that I see is the, the emotional tie with spending or with money. So there's the, there's the emotional tie of like, hey, we're actually doing the, the first scenario. We're actually doing a little bit better than what we thought we were. Like, oh, okay, well, our, our net worth is actually going up, although it doesn't look like we're putting more money in the bank. You know, there's, there's a, an emotional tie in there, and that emotion can help drive more willpower to make better decisions in the future. And consequently, the other side of that can be, well, I feel like a failure. You know, I, I, I'm not good with money. My parents didn't tell me anything about money. Um, now things are so bad. I need a financial coach. Now I need somebody to tell me how to basically, to basically monitor my money. And I could just see how emotion plays so much a part of, of either good spending habits or bad spending habits. So how is it that you help people to kind of like kind of enter their world, but not be all tied into the emotions that have led to a lot of good and bad financial decisions? So, so how do we how do we deal with the emotional aspect of money? Yeah, because I think it's impossible not to. I mean, if you if you have a spouse, I mean, statistically, you're probably gonna have one spender and one saver. I mean, typically, t- people who I interact with, they would say, "Yeah, I, I'm probably the spender," and the other one may not say that they're the saver, but the but the spender would say, "Yeah, they're the saver." You know, it's <laughs> it's just that whole dynamic. Yeah. And there's emotion tied both in both ways. Like one person saying, yeah, if you don't know who the spender is, that's you, right? (laughs) Exactly. 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 So, so how do you help people in regards, you know, to emotional spending, emotional saving, all of that? Cause I think hoarding could be a part of this too. Emotional saving, I think in many ways can lead to hoarding. Yeah. 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 Get the false security uh, there in, in, in something like that. Uh, well, so so one thing that we do is pretty simple. If we're doing any kind of uh, coaching, and and there's a couple, we're bringing them, but we're they they both have to participate. We can't do this one sided. It's never going to work. Um, so that that's a big part of it. I think um, uh, you know I, I think in uh, in any situation there has to be a a desire to make a change. If if you're gonna 
come and work with us. There's got to be, you've got to take that step to say, I want to change. Hmm. Uh, so there's already an emotional kind of commitment there in the sense that like, yeah, I, I recognize I you know, could use a little help here and, and I want to make some changes. Um, I think what, uh, what, what, what I, uh, often the, the way I often approach that is, uh, you know, highlight the things that are positive, high, highlight, celebrate the things that are positive mm-hmm. and, and ask questions about the things that maybe aren't so positive. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, the spending is a little high in these areas. You know, does that concern you? How do you, how do you feel about that? Is that something that you, that you are okay with? Is that something that you want to change? Because uh, once again, if we, if we come in and just say, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you know, that that's, people might do that for a, a short period of time, but a, a good coach helps. A good coach walks alongside and supports. And yeah, the coach might be an expert in a subject, um, but the coach is, is really going to be there as a support, as somebody to provide pointers, but not somebody to necessarily uh, say exactly how it has to be done. You know, there's some rules of finance, just like there's rules of games. You, you think, take the you know kids baseball, mm-hmm. Hey, you got to play by the rules. Uh, you got to play by the rules of finance. You spend more than you make. It's always going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think taking the approach of saying, Hey, how can we walk alongside you? There's a big accountability piece there as well. Um, if it's, if there's a, if there's a, it's a couple or an individual who we're meeting with, we're, we're going to be talking about it. They're going to know that we're going to be talking about it. It's the same model as, as what same thing men of iron's doing. It, it's mm-hmm. you get that accountability. That's a, that's a, that's a huge motivator to take steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question or not. I, that's uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if I, if I got what you're getting at there or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think you're, you're on the right track as far as what I was thinking. It's, you know, you want the husband and wife to be both together. You want the couple to be together. That way you're, you're not going to be able to make a good financial decision for a couple with one individual because there's two people basically tied to those, you know, to those spending practices, to the, however it is that they're governing their money. Definitely that. And, And then also I think just in the coaching piece, it's, you're not telling them necessarily what to do, but you're helping them to, I'm sure that you're helping them to um, discern what a good goal is and then how to reach that goal. And then once it becomes their goal, you're just encouraging them to do what they want to do. You're not telling somebody to do something they don't want to do. I mean, that's not a good, (laughs) no, no good coach does that Uh, or parent for that matter. You want to try, I mean, it's just one of those things. People just tend to not really want to be told what to do. Um, especially by a stranger. Um, instead, you know, a coach comes alongside somebody and helps them to determine what's a good goal and then help that person to be convinced that that's the goal that they want. So let me just help you reach your goal, right. um, which I think is, is really valuable. And some of the things that I, I, I found really helpful and I was really drawn to on your website were your core values. And I don't want to drill into all of these, although I could, and I think they're incredible. So you say there's five different things. I'll just kind of mention these, then I'm going to land on one or two. You say there's five core values that you do your work, your financial coaching work. It's you do it as servants. You do it in caring, being courageous, balanced, and innovative. And servants, 
It's because you say when you're in service to your fellow human beings, um, then you're in service to God. And I thought that was a really interesting and helpful way of looking at what you do. And this really cuts against the whole business paradigm that we see in the world today of, of just gaining, you know, our, our pursuit is more money, more money, more money. I didn't see that in here in your core values, like making more money. You know, this seems like God is on the forefront and then benefiting the, the client is right after that, which I, I really felt like that was a breath of fresh air. How did you come up with these core values and, uh, and, and what is it that you think or, or, or how do these things tie into your business plan? Yeah, we, uh, the way we came up with them was pretty simple. About two, three years ago, maybe, uh, we actually sat down with the, with the team. At that point, there was five of us, I think. Uh, we sat down, we worked with a coach who I was working with at the time. He walked us through an exercise of, of drawing out our core values. So together as a team, we said, what are our core values? Uh, what do we, what do we want to stand for as a business? Um, you know, the servants one, uh, we didn't talk about it, but it, that, that loops back to what we were talking about a little bit before of, of how does faith inform, uh, the workplace, how does faith inform, uh, my work. And that is exactly what that says. You know, when you're serving God you're, or when you're serving others, you're serving God. And, uh, that's important. That, that really is an important part of, of what we do. Um, you know, our, our whole goal is to, serve our clients well. We, we want to serve them. Financial clarity means something a little bit different for each person. So mm-hmm. we want to figure out what that is and, and we want to be able to deliver that. In the end, you know, we're always driving at that mission. So the, the means by which we reach that end isn't always the same, um, but that's what we're driving towards. So that, that, um, that's a big one. The, the servants one, you know, there's a reason that one's first. There's a reason that it's that it's worded the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the courageous, the balanced, innovative, caring, you know, caring kind of goes along with the servants one and saying, you got to be sincere. We can't just, you know, we're not just out there just to make a profit, although we're for profit business, we are, we are trying to make money to, you know, make team members have more opportunities, grow the business, that type of thing. Um, uh, but so that kind of that kind of you know is almost a, a secondary there to the servants one. Uh, courageous, balanced, and innovative is other things that we kind of felt like we were already doing. Courageous one is is to help us as a, a business to to always be reminded that we may need to have some tough conversations sometimes um, with our clients to say, hey, this is not working. This is this is not going the way that you that you want it to. This is you're you know you got red flags, you got danger here. This, this is a problem. We're in a we're in a spot that something needs to change. Um, never an easy conversation uh, to have, but we want to be we want to be having those uh, types of conversations when we need to. We're not out there looking for them to just you know create drama. But if there is something like that, we want to be able to have those conversations. We want to be able to speak candidly with each other as team members too. And um, you know that's one area my my team does a heck of a job communicating with each other. Um, whenever there's problems that do arise, which really feel like they're few and far between, they, they work well at, you know, working out any differences. Um, balanced one, we look at saying, Hey, we're not going to let work rule our life. It it was really that simple. We're going to make sure that, yeah, work is important. We have to work. God has, has given us work to do. 
when we do it, we're going to do it well, but it's not going to take over life. Um, uh, because you know, I don't, I don't think the Bible says that it should. I, I think there's, there's more to life than work, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the innovative one is more just about, you know, not falling behind as a business as a whole. So. Well, I think it's interesting because most of these, uh, just in the way that you talked about it, Doug, most of these are actually ways that you kind of govern things within your business, but also just as me, if I were a client, I would feel like, wow, that's amazing that they, that you actually take care of your team. So if you take care of your team in that way, you're probably going to coach me in that way too. So if you're my coach, you're going to remind me, Hey, work, isn't everything right? Like, okay, you need to go out and have some fun. You need to blow off some steam. You, you don't need to, to do all these things. So the reason why I want to draw those out is because I know internally you as, as a team are governed by these things. And also I think that that would reciprocate with uh, men and women who would hear this podcast and maybe want to reach out to you through your coaching practice to know that you're that type of coach who you're going to be a, a servant of God and also serving them. And you see the two so inter, you know, interconnected that you have a caring nature within your team and that you're courageous, you're willing to say hard things, and a good coach needs to be able to say hard things, and that you're balanced, that, that you're flexible in how you work, and, and you're flexible enough to help someone have financial clarity. Because uh, just as you talked about earlier with the fog, you as a coach are going to help them figure out what that fog is, and that fog could be different person to person. So we need a coach, financial coach, to kind of help us to understand, whoa, I don't have clarity because this fog is in the way and and helping to identify what that is and being innovative, just, you know, being just a a continual, like uh, improving business and also helping your clients to improve. Well, well, today, Doug, this conversation has been awesome and it's been helpful. And I would just like to give you an opportunity. How can the listening audience follow up with this? Maybe they're inspired. They heard they heard you talk about this and they're like, I think Doug and his team may be the, the type of person for me to help me to gain some financial clarity. How can people follow up? How can people find you uh, if they want to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, best place to go, best place to start is our website, just kaufmancpa.com, uh, K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N-C-P-A.com. Uh, I've got right there on the on the landing page a banner about uh, the financial coaching program and and next steps there. Uh, that that involves setting up a you know no obligation initial call just to talk through some things, uh, just about fifteen minutes there um, with uh, with the individual who's leading the financial coaching uh, charge within our business, and um, you know, then it goes from there as far as, as far as figuring out, Hey, is this something that would be helpful? Is this something that would not be helpful? Um, definitely not a, uh, sales call, more of a call to say, Hey, what do you want to do? And can we help you with that? You know, that, that's our, that's, that's the approach we try to take in, in any service we're delivering. Where, where do you want to go? What do you need help with? And, and are we as, as a business situated to actually provide that support or, or serve you in that way? If the answer is yes great. Let's figure out how that's going to look. If the answer is no, great. Can we help you find somebody else who, who will be able to help you out in the situation that you're in? So yeah, easiest thing, just check out the website there. And uh, there's, you know, there's links there, a, a contact form that you can fill out and, and take it from there. Awesome. Kaufmancpa.com. Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. 
Yeah, Chad, really appreciate it. Thank you. This Men of Iron podcast is brought to you by Men of Iron. If you're interested in getting involved in or supporting the vision of changing a culture one man at a time, or you simply want to know more about our Strong 27 mentorship experience, equilibrium retreats, Anchored Man video series, or Men of Iron Plus, go to menofiron.org.